Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm the Director of the Practice Identity and Access Management here at Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Martin Kupinger. He is the Principal Analyst here at Kupinger Coal. Hi, Martin. Hi, Matthias. Pleasure to talk to you again. Great to have you. And we are here just to have a look back on last week because you and I, we have been with many other colleagues and great participants at the Cybersecurity Leadership Summit in Berlin. We want to highlight a few of the main topics that we identified during the course of this uh, of this conference and the workshops that we did there. Um, maybe I start out because I think there, there are a lot of trends that can be identified and with a special focus of this Cybersecurity Leadership Summit being on leadership, so not, not so much on technical geekiness. Um, that was an interesting uh, event. And the main thing that I learned is that IT security really has left its IT silo. It's, it's everywhere. It's in politics. It's in, in, in the military. It's in governance. It's in governments. So you see cybersecurity in many areas where it has not been fully recognized earlier. Do you agree? Yeah, and I think it's also that we don't tend to talk about IT security. We tend to talk about cybersecurity. And the broader cyberspace, which, so to speak, is, is pretty much overlapping with the digital um, space in which businesses today and organizations in general, not only businesses, are operating. So, so when we when we talk about digital business, when we talk about a digital age, it means that um, more and more of the the value chain and, and the supply chains of organizations either are in that space or are linked to that space. And the same with products. There are so many products nowadays that have some IT in it. And so we have this linkage. And that means that uh, we have this linkage between sort of cybersecurity and that digital or, or cyber space. I'm a bit, a bit reluctant with the term cyberspace because it's so heavily overloaded, but it explains why it is um, how it is. Absolutely. I, I fully agree. And it's really getting broader and everybody now is confronted with cybersecurity. Um, earlier, you could evade it, just not use it. This is not, no longer possible. Another aspect that I find really interesting is, is the role of AI. It's um, both its friend and its foe. Uh, we see it as a supporting technology now finally really arriving in the tools that support us in analyzing security mm -hmm. events or incidents within a SIEM or SOAR solution. But we also see it as a threat when it comes to manipul manipulating um, data images when it comes to deepfakes. Um, there were quite some interesting talks about that. What, what are your um, takeaways from these discussions, Martin? Yeah, so, so I think the first thing is we... We, we shouldn't be too too scared. So we need to be uh, aware. We maybe need to be a bit of a bit scared of what could happen. But honestly, I have seen so far way better uh, solutions for recognizing things like deepfake than solutions for creating deepfake at scale. Um, so, so most what 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 has been uh, become publicly visible as, as deepfake um, was relatively easy to identify, probably even without AI. 
But on the AI side, we always have this option also to to identify anomalies. And I strongly believe, by the way, that when we go more in these areas, sophisticated areas where, where, where some say, okay, AI helps us in creating totally new types of attacks or this really sophisticated deep fake. Here, um, the balance goes, fortunately, a bit more to the defender because the defender only needs to identify a few anomalies, for instance, in a deep fake, uh, while the attacker needs to create the perfect deep fake uh, so that it's not um, sort of immediately uh, detected as such. So from that perspective, I think we, we need to put a strong emphasis on what can we do better with AI? How can we utilize AI and to augment the defenders? Because at the end, AI for me is really lesser artificial intelligence than augmenting intelligence. And this is the way we should look at it. Right. So the, these, this was one trend that we can easily identify. So it's really the modern technologies that have arrived in cybersecurity, uh, both on the defensive part and on the attacker side. Um, another trend that I really um, have seen is that um, just because we have these new technologies, we have cloud, we have hybrid, we have serverless, we have AI, we have all these different modern new geeky aspects of, of IT and technology, um, the landscape is uh, not getting simpler or more, more modern at all. It's getting more complex. We really add complexity to existing landscapes and they don't go away. Just think of Active Directory on-premises in many large organizations. This is still there and this needs to be managed and this just raises complexity. So that, that is a trend that I took away from CSLS. Would you agree there as well? You know, you know that, that is something we, we have in, in, in every area. So when you, when you bring in something new, then it means for a transition period, you have to deal with the old and the new. Um, the challenge is that sometimes this transition period is very long in IT. That can be decades in, in some cases. And um, if you look at transition periods from data centers to cloud, from mainframes to uh, to other things, then, then it are frequently decades we are talking about. That, that is a challenge. Um, where we need to be very careful is not to build... Um, always new security silos, but probably go more a bit more for what is the, the common denominator? How can we address security across different areas? And specifically when new things pop up, so then we have the public cloud and the virtual private cloud and edge, et cetera. How can we come to a point where we don't create new cybersecurity silos, so to speak, for each of these environments. And this is something which I believe will, will need a bit more radical thinking, stepping back and saying, okay, wh what is the, the starting point? How should we start with security? And then is there something we need to add or remove for, for certain environments? Yeah, fully agree. And then and having said that, what you just said, we wanted to position this Cybersecurity Leadership Summit also um, in relationship to business resilience to make organizations to make businesses more resilient, which goes beyond mere cybersecurity, and it goes beyond mere incident response. So having a 
bigger, a broader approach towards towards resilience. In your discussions with leaders there, and this was the leadership summit, um, has that arrived in organizations already? This thinking of making an organization, making an infrastructure, making um, technology more resilient? I think that, that many organizations start having that. So when I look at, at today's state, and also when I look at the structure of this event we have been running, I think the structure is, a, is one which displaces very well. We had more the really the, the CISO-oriented leadership track. We had this track that was more about than, than making it more concrete in terms of resilience, which is the teams of the CISO, which are the people who are working with the business who care for their resilience. And we had more the te technology track, which just looks at and how do I do that with which technologies can I achieve that? And, and I think what we see is that we see a huge, a strong push from the, the C-level beyond the CEO and CISO from the boards on CISO and CIO to look at the the business impact, to look at the resilience, uh, to look at how an organization can recover when something goes wrong, which then requires their teams to really sort of bridge the gap between technical cybersecurity and the business aspects like business impact analysis, like incident response management, all these things, bringing them together. And I think this is definitely a, a huge trend in the market to, to sort of bridge the gap between technical cybersecurity and the, the business impact. And at the end, resulting, and this is the point, which is uh, the key aspect, resulting in increased resilience of the business. So cyber resilience is a key element of business resilience nowadays. I fully agree. And we did a workshop on that and it really was a great feedback from the audience and a good workshop with contributing new ideas, uh, making sure that the organization is, is resilient starting from, from the planning up until the, the, to the learnings afterwards uh, and to continuously improve the, the overall resilience posture. One topic, and I, I, I thought of having five, and this is the fifth, is really a new topic that came up, and I'm really interested in learning more about that. We just did a first start about that topic, and the, the acronym behind that is MDM, and, and I think that is really an aspect that we need to look at, and much more importantly, leaders need to look at. Can you elaborate a bit on that, please? Yeah, and we, we are talking not about MDM as in mobile device management and not about MDM as in master data management. We're talking about misinformation, disinformation, malinformation. So that's something which is, uh, I would dare to say, ubiquitous in our societies nowadays. Um, information that is, to say it at the least, uh, questionable spreading, Uh, being used in politics, being used in, in many other areas. It's not a new phenomenon. I'm just um, reading a book about the the history of charlatanery, where, where in fact, this, this approach always has been used since uh, the Renaissance times, and even before you can go back to the Greeks. It, it, is, it is not entirely new. The interesting question is, is this a CISO topic? Is this a cybersecurity topic? And if so, why? And I think there the resilience aspect helps to look at it. 
because the spread of malinformation, misinformation, disinformation uh, about an enterprise, about an organization can cause concrete business harm. And that spread of information can also be triggered by internal data leaking, by internal data being abused, by employees or former employees spreading information they, they shouldn't share, that not necessarily is correct, um, but also by by attacks that, that lead to, to um, whatever taking over certain certain channels, certain accounts and social media of an organization, etc. So there are quite quite a number of things involved. And so there's there's a clear um, at least interface to the CISO. I don't say that this is an CISO only topic. Surely not. It's bigger. But the CISO must become involved in that due to the use of IT to spread MDM and to the need for the, due to the need to secure certain aspects um, in IT to reduce the risk. And then it also goes into this entire area we call, we talked about it quickly, like, like business impact analysis and the end also incident response because um, sort of a, um, a, a larger um, discussion uh, starting based on MDM somewhere in, in, on social media um, factually means that um, there's an incident that needs to be handled. And so what we need to do is to take this as a C topic beyond trust IT because it's something that can cause massive harm to our to organizations and it is doing so. So, so banks in the Ukraine um, have been factually, so to speak, attacked via MDM to to um, uh, foster uncertainty and um, to 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 make um, to really put them in trouble. And so, it is happening. It is happening at a, a number of layers, and the CISO needs to be involved because it's a topic that is uh, where where cybersecurity, where IT is part of. Absolutely, I fully agree. And we had a great, great panel on that topic. And this is a topic that we really need to cover more. And I anticipate that we will do a, a, a complete episode of this podcast uh, uh, very soon about this topic because it's really, really um, um, getting more and more important. And while we have been talking about this just last week, um, in this panel and in several other occasions this weekend, then we could see what misinformation can mean when some fake um, um, company account tweets uh, on Twitter without verification that, for example, insulin is for free now and that really hit organizations massively, as an example. So mis misinformation, uh, disinformation, and malinformation is a real threat, and we can see that um, in real life um, every day, more or less. Another current example is this FTX crypto exchange thing. Um, whatever has been, been real or not, but just the fact that someone started talking about um, there's something... Uh, going wrong at at them, caused in fact then the or uh, triggered the escalation of everything. That might be have have been well funded. It's not necessarily necessarily MDM, but the same definitely can happen in such areas 
um, and and we have seen this on other occasions uh, with someone just starting to talk about okay um, here's something going wrong that is that is not correct and put special specifically the financial space organizations very quickly in trouble. Absolutely, and these have just been five topics that we picked from the cybersecurity leadership summit that we had in Berlin last week. There are many other topics that we covered as well, but these were the five most striking. Um, and I hope this um, is also interesting to the audience to follow up on these topics and maybe to have a quick look at the agenda that we had there and if there are any topics that are of interest uh, to you. There will be follow-ups here as, as blog posts, as videos, as podcast episodes, and of course, the full um, event is available as recordings in, across all tracks, including the workshops. So uh, thank you, Martin, for sharing your experience and your insight and yeah, just your memories from last week. And I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon, maybe about MDM. Thanks, Martin. Okay, thank you. Pleasure.